since he just since he just announced new music. Juice box, <laughs> junkie juice box. Uh, mother lover, you gon' love this. Graduated from a rebel to a revolutionary in my area. They love this. I'ma wreck it like I'm revving the engine. Heaven's ascension, every dimension. Give me attention. Look at myself. Look at my heart. Look at my hope. Hey, hey, hey! What's going on, good people? My name is Adam Bean. This is Off the Record, and uh, I'm not even gonna say we back. We've been here. That's what we've been. <laughs> we've been here. Uh, I think six months ago, uh, the last time we recorded, but we are here nonetheless uh, with the uh, normal cast of characters. Uh, I'm just gonna give a round shout out to the room. We've got the good homie Dan Duncan. What's up, sir? You know, we are. Uh, we're giving this a little New Year's new resolution. It may be like my diet that goes out the window, but we are at least in the building. <laughs> we are here. We are here. <clears throat> we also have the illustrious, wonderful uh, man, uh, David Perdue. What's up, sir? I just want to I've been here to follow us on 4th and 10. Uh, <laughs> I was here. Listen, we, we faithful out here. Uh, no. We almost changed the banner on 4th District to 4th and 10. <laughs> Listen, man, consistency is king. No, I'm very happy to be here, man. This is fun. I don't want to... Like we already don't talk about sports on fourth and ten, so now it's like <laughs> now it's like I really don't have to talk about sports. So it feels good. What's up, people? Happy to be back, man. That's what's up. And also, uh, fresh off traveling the world, um, at the uh, conclusion of 2018, we have Miss Corn Reed. How are you? Excellent. Happy New Year. Yes. Happy New Year. Yes. Oh, uh, did you get a definitive answer? You had asked a question to the interwebs. Corin about when is the appropriate time to end saying Happy New Year? Did you ever find Someone out? Someone actually gave me an official answer. Really? That it's hmm. either the first time you see them or oh. one week after. Oh, okay. So there's actually a manners way there, to do Okay, it. Yeah. there's an etiquette. So it is January 9th and we haven't seen y'all good people since uh, the middle of 2018. You so. say Happy Old Year. <laughs> <laughs> happy New and Old happy Year. New and Old Year. All that. But nah, we are just we are happy to be here, uh, happy to uh, just be recording. Um, man, there's so much that has happened. Uh, but uh, before we get into any of that, how's every, how did everyone's year end out? Like, how was their Christmas, New Year's, how's their year thus far? Like, David, how, 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 how are things looking for yourself? You're giving <laughs> me this look. Oh, no, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep pushing, but, you know, I definitely... Uh... I didn't end as strong as I started. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> to no fault of my own. Yeah. So, yeah. Are you going to go there? Yeah. Like, Let's I mean, do it. Okay. <laughs> so, I not, listen, I was doing everything I was supposed to do. So, <laughs> my man, you uh, you had quite a 2018, the way it kicked off, man. Like, In hindsight, I, I would appear that I did. Yeah, In man. I, as I looked at it, I was like, you did all right. Yeah, Last man. Year. Yeah. You was out here on... On an own network show, I was Oprah Winfrey Network. Yeah, yeah called yeah. Love Is. I was, I was. Uh, <laughs> I don't think past tense. <laughs> love was, love was, love was. I don't Did think that show canceled? will be. Oh, you don't know? Do oh, you? oh. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, sorry guys, I, okay. that is not All my network. Good. It's okay. No, no, it's fine. All good. So. It, it yes. got picked up for a second season. Ah, because it so did really well. It looked promising. People loved huh? it. Yeah. Internet had it. It was a blazing. It was the topic of conversation. 
the raw of black twitter uh-huh. yes. writers people came in they were starting a pre-production on season two mm. i was like yo i'm about to be, you know what i'm saying <laughs> I'm about to change my had, zip code you ever had you ever had money spent in your head <laughs> <laughs> i know i did i know i did i was like yo this year y'all thought last year i was doing something wait till you see what i went the this glow year. up in 2019. i literally told somebody i said yo if you see me doing sets on stage in a jacket just know <laughs> they don't have no business wearing a jacket i'm talking about like a sport jacket right i done came up eddie murphy delirious yeah just awesome. i was gonna start wearing leather like it was yeah. about to be crazy yeah. and then um uh the co-producer i mean yes the co-producer husband and wife husband duo. and wife yes. duo the co-producer the uh, the man he's uh had some allegations come out Yes, of he did. sexual assault yes, he as did. well as stealing ideas and Oprah was like you know what I don't need that <laughs> yeah. so she said cut 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 and so you know your boy out here unemployed <laughs> yeah and I think another aspect of it too is that the story was about the husband and wife's love story yes so then it kind of would make everything seem pretty false M- made yeah. it seem false even though I to I don't think it became false because I think all of that was a part of the love story I don't think if you're asking me, just the observer, mm-hmm. I don't think that the, it took away from their love story. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I don't think that, gotcha. I honestly think all of that would have been played out mm-hmm. in the story. You got you. But, uh, but, but let's be clear, the, and I, and I love, you know, you're my boy, so mm-hmm. I just wanted to support, but I also don't have own network, so okay, okay. I, you know, would just see clips from time to time. Yeah, yeah. But Kadeem Hardison was a jerk, right, in the show, correct? Yes. Right. Playing yes. after the male co-producer uh no so. no 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 kadeem was just he played my boss he didn't play he oh yeah okay. he was just kind of he wasn't yeah. like a complete jerk he was kind of just like, yeah he was tool, yeah he was i like, guess okay yeah, yeah he was a tool. He was kind of was uh yeah. dwayne wayne yeah. from a different world that's kadeem yeah. hardison right, right. Okay. i don't have own either but i do yeah. have my dad's spectrum login, hey. okay. so i just get the app and then put it in his credentials. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. So, yeah. The so, which character was based off of her husband? Her yes. husband, and he was in the, a saint in the show. Did oh. he make? Yeah. No, he was like the perfect guy. And, See, a lot of people. Like, I had a lot of friends, women friends, hit me. I was like, "Listen, I supported you, but that dude was trash. Okay. Problematic. Yeah, a lot of people heard. thought he was problematic. Yeah. And now we found out might have been. No, I mean, a, he's like not. I don't know. Here's the thing, Dan. So. The, to if you ever get an opportunity to look at the allegations that are against the uh this co-producer the the co-producer it i keep wanting to say is it salim yes okay salim, salim which i saw the first episode salim. and he was like he was the dude like the right aspiring yeah, writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay but if you read what the allegations are that he's actually being it it is a, is it a civil suit that's going against him right now? I'm not even sure. I'm not sure, but anyway, I didn't read the whole thing. It's grizzly. Like, well, I'm it's, out. It's, it's real it's bad because it's, it's battery too. Yes, like I mean, no, it's terrible. Like literally, I I was you know I was reading like Shadow and Act had did a uh, a breakdown of like what she was saying he had done to her from the sexual assault to the battery to the like. Just my very prefer- perverse things that really you're reading, bad. and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" I, you know, David, I, I text you. You know, I was just like, yeah. I, I didn't even want it out on the socials. I was just Did like, "Did you my ever man. meet this man?" On I met him set? a couple times. Yeah, yeah, he was rarely on set. That's another thing too. Mm-hmm. He had very little in, that I could see outside of being the husband. Mm-hmm. Very little to do with like day to day with the show. As yeah, far as I saw, that's what my dad said. Because when he first read it, he didn't wasn't he was a little bit familiar. Well, because of the work girlfriend and the stuff, mm-hmm. he said, "I bet." That dude didn't write anything. Like he, that's his first impression. That 
She hated. probably did all the work. She did. He didn't even, like, he's a director. He didn't direct any episodes mm-hmm. that I'm familiar mm-hmm. Like, so, like, Coach really. Hell's writing. Yeah. Well, he, well, he is the executive producer of Black Lightning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he yeah. is a, in his own right. But he, aren't they still, co- they're not co-producing that too, or? Yeah. They're co-producing So that. everything they're co-producing, I'm going to say, he's but, <laughs> just know. there. He's definitely got the, I, I had first heard of Salim and, uh, is it, is it Mara? Mara, yeah. Mara mm-hmm. Brock Akil. Uh, a kill, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I first heard of them. I think weren't they the ones behind? Was it the broom that that movie that uh that was it them? I think I think they were behind oh. that movie that was like well, who that had like Liza Alonzo and mm. like, I don't know if they're behind that. I don't know. I know they did girlfriends. They did, they girlfriends. did being Mary Jane, the game. Yeah, yeah, all those movies. Anyway, like she's TV royalty. Like yeah. So yeah. I just want to say this. Thank you. I appreciate a very appreciative opportunity. Yes. She's TV royalty. Like it was an honor to work with because she literally I don't think she gets her credit for like her space in TV. Right. Oh, yeah. Like every like hits. Yeah. Brilliant. Hits. Yeah. Right. So yeah. just like the people that I got to meet, the opportunities I got to have, like, you know, but I'm in my head I was like, yo, man, this business fickle. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't have my fingers crossed for nothing. I'll tell you what though, uh another show popped up early this year. Mm-hmm. Uh it was a limited run. Mm-hmm. Uh only ran for three days. Oh, okay. Also dealt with sexual assault abuse oh, and all the other things. <laughs> oh, and uh quite the transition. Yes. Yeah. And uh it it was about six episodes long, mm-hmm. two episodes a night. It was a show called Surviving R. Kelly. Which uh, aired on Lifetime. It was executive produced by Dream Hampton, and um, man, like if you are out on the 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 Twitter sphere, out in the world, like I'll say this: very rarely have I felt like there's been a cultural event that like everyone was talking about. Seemingly, at least in mm-hmm. my in my mm-hmm. circle, where I felt like everywhere you went, you would just found yourself in a conversation about this or this was going on. Uh, it details uh, really the three decades that this uh the pop icon r&b soul icon singer has uh r kelly has been allegedly can i really, do i have to say that no no nah, let's just right. call uh-uh. it yeah, it's called yeah. off the record has yeah. definitely definitely <laughs> been uh just terrorizing these women um everything from just sexual assault to molestation to to underage mind right. like i mean the list goes on and on, just mind control. I almost feel weird saying he's been sexual assaulting women because even though he has, right, right, no, you're it's right. It's like to you're make right. it real, real, right, right, right. Girls. It's girls, girls, children. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, let me start. Cannot here. drive a vehicle. Cannot drive a vehicle. Let me start here. Not even with their parents in the seat. How many people have seen the the series? I have not. I have not. Okay. I have seen parts of it okay so i right, just man. finished I, I i just finished it like earlier today mm-hmm. and started it like yesterday or whatever okay. so this is post i didn't watch it in real time i'll say this everything that was i i personally didn't learn anything new okay uh but that's only because maybe seven years ago six or seven years ago i came across the articles that Jim Derogatis, the Chicago Sun-Times reporter, who's been like doggedly following this story. I came across his like, you know, what he's been writing. And that's when I realized, oh, I didn't really know everything that Mm. had happened, even though I was alive during this, the ascension of R. Kelly and like the Aaliyah thing, all of like, I was just like, oh, I didn't know everything that had happened, even though I was right there. Mm -hmm. And so 
when I when people were telling me the revelations in this, I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of not new for me. But watching it all, I will say it's just a different animal seeing these people, these women Mm -hmm. tell their stories Mm -hmm. and like hearing it directly from them and the parents and like like it's just that those are the parts of it where it's like, yo, this is this is just this is a lot. It's interspliced with a lot of like uh, clinical psychologists and therapists who are actually giving like kind of broad view around like the way in which manipulation happens and grooming happens and psychological effects of people who are undergoing um, that type of abuse. And uh, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. But like what what if what have been y'all's conversations around this? Like, I don't know. So first, I have not seen it yet. I will. I just feel like I want to be the right moment. Like, I feel like so like you have read a lot of the articles. I'm aware, but I feel like I still need to watch it to support those women because it takes a lot of bravery to go up there. And so, you know, I feel like I need to support that effort. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So the conversations um, have been kind of one either way. Some surprise. (laughs) Um, and then just a lot of like, yeah, seeing a lot of trash on Twitter, like people trying to kind of defend it or yeah. how do you know if it's true? A lot of mostly supportive, but then some people making light of it. And mm-hmm. so I kind of a mixed bag, but mostly I would say mostly supportive. Yeah. I was wondering about that. Like, have y'all had anybody in your circles like, like ride for him, ride for him or even just offer like a defense in some type of like backhanded way and i'll be real like i've had no one in my immediate circle no one in my like the level outside of the immediate circle but i can't front like i don't have people that i grew up with from back homes or like i check on facebook and they just like i mean these girls out here like why are you telling the story now these like they should have made a decision you know it it takes two to tango literally like that type of things or like they kidnapped (laughs) <laughs> you was right. it was that was you know your child. And then if the, your child, like there's the man, manipulation right. aspect. So absolutely, definitely there were people, but they weren't like in my circle. Maybe yeah. people that I knew ten, mm-hmm. fifteen years ago. Right, right, right. Um, that I can just like oh, okay, block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, crazy. I was gonna say like I think the uh, not necessarily my circle. I want to shout out my circle because it is pretty much like yeah, he's trash. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing in the, the in the internet's that you'll see that bothers me. Is people being like, we knew this last week. Why do we care about it now? It's like, right. We like one one like you said to vis- to physically see someone tell their story, right? Yeah. It changes things. Yeah. Also, I don't care if it's, we didn't care last. The fact that we're caring now should be the most important thing. Yeah. Like, granted, I understand that it's a problem mm-hmm. that we didn't care, and I do understand that. But the the argument that like. Well, we knew what it was, so now it's fake outrage. People upset at yeah, fake outrage. Fake outrage. Fake outrage. Y'all not really outraged. Well, shouldn't you be? What are you saying? Shouldn't yeah. you be outraged? Are you are you telling us we should not be outraged? Right. That you have this monster walking around preying on children mm-hmm. for decades? Is this decades? not worthy of this outrage? This is not worthy of outrage, That's right? Like, so, like, what are you getting off being like, we all fake outrage? Like, now what? I was just like, I, I have a pet peeve of very, people who like to point out problems mm-hmm. and have no solutions. Sure. Right, I was, and just hate the fact that people have problems. I had a dude who was like, uh, who, who, "Oh my gosh!" He said, "Like he was just like, I mean, uh, so now we ain't trying to talk about the shutdown because because you see how they got you distracted from the shutdown." And I'm like, 
shut down. It's been going on for like two weeks, two and a half weeks. Like this just started airing three days ago. Like I can walk and chew gum at the same time. Right. My yeah, G. Yeah. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, and how, anyway, it was crazy. Yeah. Dan, what, like, what have your, like, what have you seen in terms of conversations? What were your thoughts? Any of it? You said you've seen parts of it, right? I, I guess, I guess my circle of friends, like, uh, quit on him a long long time ago mm. and so very little actually okay uh, as far as like people like i most of what i've seen in my feeds so i'm off of social media right. which also kind of plays into like i'm still on twitter mm-hmm. um but off of all other social media but on twitter like it's mostly just people like it's either the like you've got to watch this this mm. is like the most human thing that you like need to do right or people being like, <laughs> I saw this like, one guy who was like, R. Kelly tried to tell y'all and like listed like song titles. Right, right, right. Uh, Which is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think though, in the, in the, I'll say the documentary does a good job of this too, is that like he, what, what it kind of breaks out is that like he, there, I, I think actually one of the titles of the episodes is called, it's called Hidden in Plain Sight, right? Like, and it's, and it's detailing the way that like what he did is he, he he obviously had and I and let, let me back up. He I I wrote a post about like his very like um nice songs that he has, like the very like quasi gospel, I believe I can fly, the Muhammad Ali songs, the like the inspirational songs and how those are actually tainted as well, like because they are the the proceeds from that money is used to make these like out of court settlements and to fund this cult that he's running essentially and like all of the sexual coercion and all the other stuff. So there's that part of it. But then it also serves as an as a second thing in which it serves as this like psychic cover, like where like people are like, oh, this guy is the, the guy who did I believe I can fly couldn't have been doing this as right. well. Right. Right. Like so so there's that part of it. Now to your point though, uh uh, David about like the songs titles that he's had right he's written wrote for Aaliyah AJ nothing but a number he yeah. you know seems like you're ready which is not like a song you would have to really sing or yeah. in and le- like you don't have to really say that to a grown woman yeah. like unless you know what I'm saying like that's something you say to someone who's not ready to take that step yeah. right and shouldn't be ready to take that step and so it's he has a bunch of predatory has got it <laughs> Right, right, he right, right. Said little Aaliyah's got it. So right, Not just a grown woman like little, like little. He said little Aaliyah's got it. Right, right. As though the little is important. I need yeah. that little there because yeah. that's what makes lets me yeah. know she's Not got grown it. up Aaliyah. But so anyway, but what they talk about is that he was hidden in plain sight. Right, he's obviously he named himself the Pied Piper Pied of R and B, which is like literally I lure kids away with my music from a village right so like there's all these things but what it said is that like what he did that was like a evil genius is that he leaned into this like uber sexuality to where it became something where you start to look at it like oh this is like a character that he's playing into so he has songs like i like the crotch on you and like you know, I, what was he had a song called Zoo or something like that, where he's like describing sex as like a bunch of animals. And it's so like this uber raunchy like thing that people that and like clearly if you listened to any of the versions of Trapped in the Closet, you're sitting there like. 
this dude, this is crazy. Like, yeah, this is a this is a we've allowed a madman. This, this is a telenovela. Like yeah. this is this does not make sense. Yeah, but it made it be like, oh, this is just some weird like caricature that he is playing into, yeah. and it and it gave people outs to be like, well, it ain't really as bad as it was. I'd say that. And the second, third thing is that always sticks out to me is that too many people when you have a conversation about this, they'll be like, well he got off on so he didn't really rape that girl and like aside from that idea of how like especially black people we selectively believe in the court system right like we'll we'll be like (laughs) oh yeah the court's got it right this time but (laughs) but every other time they they wrong okay so now you zimmerman got off too but you okay right but um but aside from that i think there's a thing that people misremember in their like time of like remembering R. Kelly's trajectory is that that man was never on trial for statutory rape. Never. Like, like when he went to trial and be that he was on trial for child pornography, uh, uh, like 21 counts of that. But like, and that, and that had to do with the, 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 the district attorney essentially like saying the thought is that it's easier to to prove child pornography than it is to prove statutory rape because you have to know the exact time there wasn't a time stamp on the video all this stuff that they get into but i feel like in memory in like popular memory people think of him as beating a rape charge and he never was on trial for for rape rape, you know what i'm saying or beating a statutory rape charge he was never on trial for that and i just think the the i think it was very important that that was brought out too so I don't know, man. I I just want to be clear. Like, I think we all have some pretty upstanding individuals in our circles, Mm -hmm. which is good and cool. But I can't front like I don't have that. I don't know people Mm -hmm. who still are offering shooting him bail, literally and figuratively on some like Mm -hmm. he's, you know, being railroaded by the system. Yeah. The people who are out here like, well, when is Harvey Weinstein going to go to jail? Because that's when. So. I will say there's an interesting somebody brought up something very interesting. I don't know if it's gonna make the mainstream or whatever. Okay. But somebody said, When are we gonna get Diddy for how he dealt with Usher, a young Usher? Mm. There's very clear documents of him like basically forcing Usher to go to like I don't know if I read it. You know what I'm talking about? Like forcing Usher I, to I go stories. to these like orgies when he was like I've heard 14, 15. Oh yeah. And I'm like, that's you not sure? cool. Yeah, that's not cool either. Like that's yeah. not no, the things Usher has seen, like, I don't think, I mean, he's starting to show things that are like, oh, he's a little weird or mm-hmm. off, but like, I'm almost shocked that he's kept it together this long, because yeah. like, he was like 11 right. when he started, and it was Usher Raymond was the full name, yeah. and he's doing that, just call me a Mac for like the Poetic Justice yeah. soundtrack and stuff like that, and he was with Jermaine Dupri first, mm-hmm. then they sent him to Puffy, mm-hmm. then he came back, like... Yeah, I'm. I'm sure he like. I'm sure he has some like very warped yeah. everything. And I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't want that to like sidetrack the sure. obvious like. But I when I read that I was like, oh yeah, we didn't even. We've yet to scratch the surface. No, on that lot. world and like what like all the different type what different types of predators look like. Yeah, yeah. And like, how do we you know go for? But the Arkham was pretty much. I feel like open closed case. Like we, he kept throwing it in, in in our faces. I think that's the other yeah. part that's like makes we let him know. We yeah. let them. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Like mm-hmm. we should all feel ashamed because mm-hmm. we let them. You know yeah. whether you know like we we allowed this to be a thing. Tell me. So is so you had said this, and we'll get into this a little bit later, David. But you had said that you don't you don't believe in canceling. I don't. What do you do with R. Kelly? 
I mean, I th- first the main reason I, say I don't believe in canceling is because I feel like you, we have to have a means of rehabilitation. Okay. And always, right? right? However, the only way you can have that is first you have to like justice has to be served. Yeah. So it's like you can't, you can't. I'm not one to be like, no, no, let him off. That's not mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm saying first we take him to task for the crimes that he's done, mm-hmm. and then there at, at at some point there has to be a, a way into. Back in society, I'm mm-hmm. not saying he will get it, right? But sure. you have to give people the option. That's sure, all. That's sure, my sure. whole thing. You have you. to give people the option. I got you. Otherwise, it's like you use, and, and this is this is just me. I feel like power becomes like it's a weird, it's a weird like abuse of power in the other way. Okay. If you're like you're canceled and like I control whether or not you're ever allowed to be back in society. I got you. Now, I don't think I don't think someone like him who is that for will will rehabilitate. Mm-hmm. Like I don't see I don't see the good in him necessarily, yeah. but the opportunity I, it's almost like why Batman don't kill. Yeah. Does that make sense? I mean sense? he's a chump for that, but yeah, you can talk about that. <laughs> I mean, but I mean at the end of the you day, see what I'm saying, I though? understand what you're saying. I think and this is a fascinating part of the conversation because I think that like I think that critique of canceling though is interesting cuz I honestly I don't think it's a I don't think that's a real aim. Like, I don't think anybody's really powerful enough to cancel no. anybody. I think these are things that are personal decisions yeah. that are made. Yeah, yeah. But like, if a if a hundred million people make a decision to not support somebody, that is capitalism. Like that is mm-hmm. that is people yeah, just yeah. deciding. Yeah. I don't want to support this anymore. Um, but like I know Corinne you were just like I've been canceled this fool like yeah, he's been out the him. paint like yeah I mean I love canceling people <laughs> I I mean I don't wait till the new year like you're canceled in real time and some people can be rehabbed that's fine but I feel like I need room in my life mm. for petty oh right and so okay. yeah and listen I, I listen I can be petty I get petty <laughs> I just know how I feel I understand post petty <laughs> When I'm, because I'm very good at being petty. Let me be okay. Clear. I'm very good at being petty. But like amazing at it. Uh, <laughs> but I just know like that pettiness is like it's this weird. I for me, I can't speak for real. Yeah. It's a weird thirst for power. Okay. Right. Got and you. so I'm like, it becomes this. In, I feel like in society, it's become this like weird. Like we become like sharks who see blood in the water, mm-hmm. and we don't think about yeah things long. You know, like long term. Right. You. Uh, I don't know if this applies to like the next topic we're gonna have or whatever. We'll get there. But like I've had this analogy that I've been using where it's like uh <laughs> like right now, uh, and rightfully so, like the pendulum has shifted in a way where women are like, yo, we coming for everybody who was trash and we burning everything down. Uh-huh. Right? And I I'm not mad at women for like I get it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I I get that. But then I look at like, and I'm because I'm like kind of a history, not a history buff, but I I appreciate history. I think it's lesson to learn from history, right? Mm-hmm. I, I immediately start thinking of like how World War II ended, right? And we're okay. like, we're at war with this country, right? Who we think is not doing what they should be doing, so we drop an atom bomb, mm-hmm. right? And we're like, burn it. This this will end the war. We burn everything, mm-hmm. right? And then we're like, now we're like, maybe we shouldn't have. Like there's repercussions for that type of power. That's mm. what I'm saying, right? I got you. And that's my holy thing. Like you know, like well, Germany came back, so Germany mm. came back. Yeah, French Revolution. I don't think the aristocracy really came back. Mm. They just killed, you know, killed them. And listen, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm the not saying. Story is don't be trash. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think we can all agree to not be trash. And I think I just think I there do, has to be. I do agree with Dave though in one thing, which is, I think that. In America, especially right now, there's this idea that, well, I'm not R. Kelly. 
mm-hmm. and that this like overwhelming like satisfaction of like well like mm-hmm. how I'm dealing with the people in my life at least I'm not that at right. least and like that's the that's the like bar of yeah. like messed up or jacked up and I think that there's like this inability to actually deal with what's what's wrong with us as in like to be in touch with us as people because mm-hmm. we're constantly selling a lie on social media we're constantly giving a version of ourselves to people uh and it's so funny like i'll be in meetings and pitch meetings uh where i know the people across the table are like hurting and all these but it's you know, I'm super good, like super busy, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, come on, man. Just like mm. cut to it. Like, yeah, let's let's be honest about where we are in life right now. And like and so I think like things like R. Kelly do this weird thing to us as a culture where it's like, well, it's our it's our pick me up of like, mm. well, I'm not that. You know? I got you. Yeah. You find like a the basis example. Yeah. Of humanity. Exactly. And life. it's like, well, I'm going to like and I'm not saying corn that you're like cutting that out Mm. but i do think there's this weird uh righteousness yeah totally i think it's linked to power i think it's linked to power like that because we feel and i can't speak for anyone when i say this but like i think in my mind like because oftentimes in society just the way things are women are are left powerless Mm. and so like once and it's, it's like once you get that like there is power in being able to cancel someone right there is a power and my whole thing is just like let's look at what that does right so I, so even like on a per- i can't speak for women at all but like on like oh it's on a black level you look at like like the hotel brothers right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who are very much so like cancel these white da 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 but then treat black women terribly mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. i mean it's like what what look examine what your power does and how you like how, how you uh exercise it and what that does to the people around. That's that's my whole thing. It's like that's, so, I'm just I'm hypercritical. Hotep is canceled too. <laughs> Look, she got. A, I'm okay she with got that. A, anybody can get it. Like, <laughs> yeah. but um, but no, I think there uh, needs to be a like when you, you if if you're canceling people, fine. If you're canceling, and I think like like I I cancel Kanye. Like I just mm. can't listen. I listen to his beats mm. and I download acapella versions of his beats. <laughs> or I mean, no. or like I just can't. I listen to like the I, first yeah, that's two, what three albums. Like. You I listen to the first three albums. Mm, I sometimes just can't. When you, sometimes when you know where the story goes, yeah, exactly. It, I know the end harder. of just like this gets crazy. I mean, what he gonna he gonna use the streaming money to buy to buy? I thought MAGA about hats. this. What if you already bought the album? <laughs> that way he not getting the streams. I mean, if you got the albums, that's on you, brother. You, Everybody can make their own personal. Decision. That's how I just all I have to say is if you quit <laughs> if you quit if you quit someone, just yeah. I think everyone should just like do the self examination as a consistent thing of like. This this does not make me any better of a person because this person is jacked up. Yeah, I will say this, like the because and we'll this does lead into the next topic, but I but I to kind of button it up with R. Kelly, like two thoughts about that. Like I think that one, the thing about R. Kelly too is that like when we make him this, because and let me be clear about this, the it's a very lifetime ish production like it's it's like sinister music it's like it's playing on bad reenactments they actually avoid the reenactments which i'm very glad about but like but like even still like you watch it and you're like okay this is this is not an objective piece this is Mm -hmm. done with a with a a objective like yes and like it's very much presented that way which is fine yeah just you know you, you have to know that and so what i was thinking about though is that like 
I think all of this energy, there's obviously there's this uh, mute R. Kelly campaign, which has been kind of folded into the Time's Up slash Me Too movement. Like all of that, I think, is impressive and noteworthy and needs to happen. And I think it's good. I think what's interesting is that once he gets out of the paint, and I think that that is a worthwhile goal to mm-hmm. get him up out of the paint. Mm-hmm. Like once that is done, that will not eradicate the culture that allowed him mm-hmm. to flourish, yeah. right? Like yeah. rape culture still exists without right. R. Kelly, right? And and we have to be real about that. And and even myself, like so, I I I nixed R. Kelly. I mean, I had nixed him before I had read the the stories, like I said, maybe six or seven years ago. But but I nixed him just because I was like, yo, this is like, this is foolishness. This dude was out here like urinating on this girl's face. Like, I'm just, nah, I'm good. Like, but it still didn't override the fact that like I still in my mind was like, yeah, but like, I mean, he's, you know, he's a genius musically. Like he can do da 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 da. Mm -hmm. And there's this environment in which we there's an environment that we all basically we all have a hand in it in some Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. some degree right yeah and and that that's really all i was saying with that part of it i think the other thing that i wanted to pose to y'all if you could think about it on the cuff because i didn't ask y'all to think about this but is there if you had to identify one either r kelly song himself or a song he's written for somebody else because that man has written for a lot of people one song that you're like okay that I'm I'm can't I'm done with this fool, but that's a good song. Do you have one that you're willing to share? I never was like a big R. Kelly person. All right, then I'm gonna cut you off right here. I'm gonna say mine then, <laughs> since you don't want to act brave. You know, no, what I, mean? you I, I never like, was. No. Okay, fine I can then. Say the okay. to ignition. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I, I would second that one only because like it just reminds me of high school. And, yeah, like uh, carefree no times. I can vividly, I can vividly remember. Uh, dancing to I Believe I Can Fly yeah. in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Vividly. I want to see a But young... how do you dance it? Yeah, how do you dance it? Thank you for that. I was like, hard. wait. This is like maybe a lyrical. It's, maybe it's like a performance. What is the meaning? A... Were you like, <laughs> like church that... mommy? That's the only no, thing I was yes. like, no. That's I want to see a young... That's the only thing I can see. Not that. Just for clarity, not that. It would be better if it was like all black. There was a lot of spinning. Black turtleneck. He's ready. That is hilarious. No, I mean, I will say like, I mean, I'm trying to avoid even like the R. Kelly. I'll say like he, you know, he wrote "Fortunate" for Maxwell. I really messed with that song. He written, you know, "You Are Not Alone" for Michael Jackson. And yeah. when you think about when you find Ooh. out the real stories behind Whoa. what he wrote yeah. that for, like it's crazy. Like uh, I wrote about the fact that he he remade um, uh, "Sadie" uh, by the Spinners, which is like this. It's this like uh, nostalgic song. Wait, wait, what was? I really am afraid to ask this question. Mm-hmm. You are not alone. What's that about? Because that's I love that song. You are not alone. That was uh, about a, a young girl getting an abortion of his, of that, his, that but Michael Jackson, and R. Kelly. And when yes. I say young girl, this girl was 17, 16 years old that he had impregnated, mm. and um, he and so he wrote this song for her to let her know that even though you're going through this abortion, you, you are know. not alone. So yeah, Christ. stick that in your <sighs> piping. Yeah. Smoke it. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But Dang even, it, like, Adon. All... <laughs> I didn't do it. Man. I don't do it. Talk to the 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 pissing ignorant, man. Like, igni- that's it. Ignorance is a <laughs> you asked the question. Thing. Yeah. Well, but, you said it, and I was like, 
Yeah. Not shit, not but, I mean, <laughs> but the thing is, he's written so many songs for like people that are just that that like aren't him. So he's you know he's he's a he was a factory man. Do uh, you realize how many funerals yeah. that's been played at and how Whoa. many like? Yeah. Yeah. Just like, yeah. I mean, it's oh it's it's. I mean, honestly, man, you think about you think about those songs are written for Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. He's written for. Uh, I mean, even and I'll say this: the thing that pissed me off a whole lot, and this will help us transition a little bit to what we're about to talk about. But I think, like, when I think about like that rebrand that was going on with him, like four or five years ago, where mm-hmm. he was headlining, like Pitchfork had got him to headline a stage. He was um, Lady Gaga had a song with him. Um, FIFA had got him to write the like. Oh yeah! Remember that? Like they, he he wrote like the theme song for that that year for that FIFA and um that World Cup and it was just like this whole thing and and I always I never like it was so tough for me to like Aziz Ansari for so long mm-hmm. because so much of his comedy was built around the like R Kelly and yeah. his proximity to black culture yeah yeah and like. And I just used to be like, yeah, but you don't have any stakes in this. Like, yeah. none of this will actually affect you or a, or a sister who looks, you know, right. like like this is just kind of funny jokes for you to make right. in front of largely non-black audiences. Right. And uh, so you get to talk about how quirky R. Kelly is, but he's not out here attack- attacking any, you know what I'm saying, like yeah. Indian women. Like, it was just kind of like annoying. But that brings me into this whole idea of David. Mm-mm. Please, <laughs> by all means, man. What's going on with these comedians, bro? They're just doing what they're supposed to do. Oh, are they? Yeah. <laughs> no. What's that? What's that? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know you talking about. I know so, this comedian's doing. What he's supposed to do. Okay, so yeah, it's me so, in my house. Let me <laughs> let me not personalize it. We just had a lot going on, man. So I I'll run I'll run just two two off the rip. Uh, in the last I'll say last month or so, Louis C.K. Has been making some head, uh, you know, headlines or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, two things with him, most notably, one he he came he came back to a filmed stand up, or like he wasn't purposely being filmed, but like someone had someone captured caught, caught the audio. Yeah, 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 and you know he had he had some off color jokes right around the idea Ooh. of like uh, making light in fun of like you know school shooting survivors and some other things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there was also, uh, this clip from 2011, I believe is when it came out 2012, but it was from a HBO show called talking funny, I think. Yes. And it was, uh, Ricky Gervais, no it idea was, he's it, there. Jerry, <laughs> that's the whole, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock and, and Louis uh, CK, Louis CK. And Chris Rock, and they have this whole exchange, and Louis C.K. just starts to call him, or, or not, doesn't start to. Chris Rock to, started. Chris Rock starts it. Well, yeah. Chris, no, actually, Chris Rock says he's just like uh, he describes these things that he attributes to being black. Yes. And Louis C.K. then says, "So what you're saying is I'm a nigger, right?" And then that's when the word starts to come out, and they start to use it pretty freely. Right. Uh, Ricky Gervais joins in, and they all talk, and then they try to get Jerry to say something. Jerry's, Jerry's like, like, "I'm worth a billion. Nah. Y'all not about to mess up this Seinfeld money." So, yeah. um, I'll park here before we get to the other comedian comedians. But like, what were your thoughts about about any of those? Things because obviously Louis C.K. was caught up in the Me Too movement, like yes. Roundup, 
uh, because that man had just insisted on uh, being the weirdest stroking man. himself in front of women with, yeah. with and without their in permission. In front of the door, like blocking yeah. people. Yeah, 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 super weird. Um, So uh, let me first talk to the, the rec- newly recorded set of his, right? Mm-hmm. Uh. That's good. Two things came to mind. First thing is, so let me, as the comedian in me says, I hate that people recording is set. Right. Right. I right. hate that the recording is set. Right. Um, because especially if he's working out stuff, yeah. like you don't know where that's going to go. Right. And for someone who has in the past been called a genius for tackling issues, weird issues like that, mm-hmm. it's like, you can't be like, that's kind of what he is mm-hmm. now. My, the, the human person, cause we're like, comedian. We're just, we're two different like we're on stage around comedy, it's like one thing. It's a mm-hmm. weird fraternity, whatever, right? That I, the comedian can understand, you know mm-hmm. him, right? But then the person, like, also the comedian, he also says, like, you can't just come on stage and not talk about what you you actually do owe us that. Mm. You owe us that because mm. if in order for you to be accepted back into these spaces, a lot of which are not very like don't want you back. Like there was an article came out, I think today. By Vulture Magazine, they interviewed a bunch of. They tried to contact a bunch of comedy clubs and venue spaces uh-huh. about like what they would do if Louis came, okay. and most of them was like, "We don't want him." Interesting, right? And most of them was like, "No, no, no, thank huh. you." Um, but if you are to ever be fully accepted back into the community, for someone who thought they were so edgy and could tackle all these topics, like he tried to do in this set mm-hmm. to avoid, yeah, the main reason why people are even paying attention to you now, yeah, and just be like, "Oh, then it sh- one it shows to me no remorse." And then here's your opportunity if you are a genius to tackle a thing mm-hmm. that you you did mm-hmm. that you that caused harm to people. Yeah. And here's what even if you're not the funniest, you actually owe it to people, as an artist, in my opinion, to address it. So yeah. not addressing it, you're a coward. Mm. Right? You're a coward and you're also just like you're proving everybody wrong. You're proving if somebody says you're not remorseful, by doing that, you're proving that. I see. Because you've never really your, your apology initially was trash. Right, it was initially just trash, and now you're just mm. being like, "So I'm good now, right?" It's like, mm. no, you've mm. done none of the steps. You've In done none defense, of the steps. I think I thought his apology, if I remember correctly, I thought his apology was was decent. I just I just don't have much faith in apologies without action. Very true. And so I so I remember what he wrote. I was like, well, that's what you sh- that's what you should write. Mm-hmm. It was a year. But, where apologies were terrible. Remember uh, a lot of people. Remember was it uh, the guy who was a cook had an apology. And at the end, he was like, also, check out his recipe for cranberry sauce. He was trash. Or something yeah. else. Kevin Spacey definitely was like. Yeah, it was your bad apology. So, he, like, Louis wasn't, like, great. No, yeah. It's just everybody else's was terrible. I got you. Um, anyway. So, the comedian in me is like, yo, you're a coward. You owe us this. I feel you. You know what I mean? Um, but, again, also the comedian in me is like, why are you recording? Yeah. So, I wanted to, you know, I, I thought about that, too, because I thought, like, you know, figuring, like, when people are working on things, they're working on things. And that's, like, you know. We're catching that segment, but like, what were your thoughts, Corinne, when you saw like, or do you remember this part of the controversy when this part came, like the whole Parkland shooting? Like yeah, I heard about and... it. I didn't click on the link yeah. to watch the video. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He just got on my nerves anyway because it mm-hmm. seems like his brand of humor is the whole fake woke thing, and to me, that's just tired. And mm. also, Louis, yeah, I never heard anybody call Louis woke. At no, any... like I feel like he feels like he can, like whatever that made him feel like he could say the n word to Chris oh, Rock. Mm. He feels like in some way mm-hmm. he's down. I, I could, like, I, I think that like hmm, I think that he does. I think I do think that I don't. I do think that he's operated in a space of enlightenment. Yeah, like mm-hmm. v- being viewed as enlightened. 
and like and as a result like people have always people have viewed his comedy even when it's been edgy they've been like well like i can kind of see where he's coming from like i feel like we would like he had a point <laughs> yeah like they they would just you know he would say things he got it, a pass yeah and even in this truthfully right if you if he's if if he's not louis mm-hmm. right which kind of like he basically like the, if you use it in a way he's basically he was basically using it in a way that chris rock used it he used chris rock's own oh you're words. talking about the nigger part yes now. no i wasn't talking about that okay, i'm okay. talking about just the parkland part well, yeah, I'm because because to me that talking funny ep is a whole different thing that okay. I want to talk about. That's connected, but it's different. Okay, what you know when, but Corinne, you described him as like kind of fake woke, and like David, you kind of pushed back on that, and it made me wonder like that like the reason why I think that I could see how someone would classify him as fake woke is because some of his comedy always comes out on the enlightened side of it, even mm-hmm. as he's making the jokes. Like he would have, he had a whole bit about like, you know, global, like global warming and like about like one of his later standups that actually weren't that funny, but like the whole thing around global warming, he's had whole things about like being selfish, that whole thing that went viral with him on, I don't know if it was on Conan where he's Is talking Leno? about Come on, slavery. The slavery, yeah, that yeah, part or whatever, yeah. or even the one where I think he was on uh, Letterman, he was talking mm-hmm. about you're flying in a chair and like that idea of mm-hmm. like, you know, being, you know, self-centered around technology and like, like yeah. you're upset about the fact that something's being taken from you that you didn't know existed until 10 minutes ago. Like mm-hmm. that idea, I feel like he still always was on the side of enlightenment slash wokeness, even though he would get there in very crass ways sometimes. Sure. So. I don't know. I could see that. But you were saying, Corinne, that that like that basically that that has worn on you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was over it before the park. Before that. okay. Hmm. I don't know. Like, Dan, did you see any of uh, any of the controversy with him around, particularly around the comedy set that had been recorded? Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting being as close with. David and Damon and Nate now like I definitely heard David in my head just like the my first reaction was this shouldn't have been recorded mm. um and then and then it was like I can't say that out loud to anybody apparently I'll say it into a microphone but <laughs> um uh but I again I think uh, he has lost the the margin in his life to yeah. make these mistakes mm-hmm. yeah i think if it was other people we would look at it and just say that was probably not the best decision but you do live in a space and are and like occupy this space in our culture where you are going to find the line yeah and cross it and say whoops let me let me pull this thing back and there's probably some grace and some like gray area. We would give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, and say, hey, man, like, and all you would have to do is come out and like, hey, I'm work. I was working on material. It it was something that I didn't think was going to be recorded. I wouldn't have put this in my special. I wouldn't put this right. out out there. To be to your point, I don't even know if it would have gotten there. I literally because when you look at his bits, there's so many things he said that I think in hindsight we are judging like strongly Mm -hmm. that we weren't judging that way before and so like that whole bit where he's like yep where he's like you know i'm not he says this whole thing where he's just like there's no reason to like rape a woman like unless you 
want a pussy and she doesn't want to give it to you. Like he says that and that's mm-hmm. the punchline mm-hmm. and everyone laughs and it's like, ah, and this came out, you know, in the like 2010, something like right. that, 2011. Right. But like the thing is that knowing what we know about him now. Changed everything. It's like, can I laugh at that? And I guess you asked the question, should we have laughed at it before? I don't know. But that's, it goes back to the same thing around R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. People f- fucking love 12 play. Yeah. <laughs> People yeah. loved AJ nothing but a number. Right. And then when you realize like, wait, okay, no, it's really just a number for you. Right. Like, it's really, you know. And that's what makes the Louis thing upsetting is because he, he I, I never was a huge Louis fan, but I respected his, like, any good comedian is very aware of what's happening in culture, mm-hmm. right? They have to be sensitive to what's mm-hmm. going on. And so this set was just like, oh, you don't know how you've lost the ability to read the room. Oh, like yeah. you've isolated yourself so much that you literally think that you can go on stage yeah. and not talk about you as the poster boy for the Me Too and Times yeah. Up movement. You are the villain. You are the fate, the villainous face of one of the villainous faces of this. Yeah. And to cower away from it. Now, I did talk to another, a comedian friend of mine. We talked about how, like, most good comedy, you're not able to talk about it until you really dealt with it. And so that's why it's like, oh, that lets me know again, he's probably not dealt with it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you got to figure out a way to do all this other stuff away from the clubs or something. But you can't step on here and not expect us to be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you yeah. have to address it. Otherwise, right. you, you've lost that skill the comedian has of being sensitive to what, what's going on in the culture and then being able to address it. Like, Because I don't, I don't want Louis talking about anything. Else. I don't care how good it might have been. Yeah. I need you to talk about this. Right. Mm-hmm. right if you're right. going to be one of the greats, yeah. you need to be talking about this. Right. So then what were your thoughts? Because I think it came reverse-wise. Like what, I think prior to that is when this clip came about mm-hmm. uh, of him saying nigger. Like, yes. What, what were your thoughts, your first thoughts when you saw that? Why y'all bringing up like we've been we this was this was old yeah, like this yeah. was 2010 2011 it was old and I remember when it happened I so all right I just remember I thought the whole show was a bad idea <laughs> not just because Ricky Gervais is there and I don't mm. know why he was there mm. but just like you don't like, like Ricky Gervais he's not a stand up that's the okay. thing he's, it, yeah, I don't, I don't, so he like and I'll pop in because I want you to I want you to keep talking about this yeah, yeah. I'm really important I'm really interested in your opinion on this David uh-huh. like, as a stand up but like. So t- for context, this clip went around and my partner showed me the video and she was just like, Chris Rock is in trouble. That's the other thing. Yes. Is that Chris Rock was the one who was in trouble. But the second thing they were like, apparently Louis C.K. is out here saying nigga. And I was just like, I looked at it and I was like, okay. And I didn't even look at it at the time. So then I looked at the clip, what it was. And I was like, oh, this is from Talking Funny. Right. This came out on HBO like six years ago. I've watched this probably three times all mm-hmm. the way through. And people were losing their minds over that. And so I thought like, and what I wanted to say about it, to your point, is that if you looked at the comments before this thing was a controversy, everyone was talking about what is Ricky Gervais doing that was this it. thing? Because the whole premise of it was based around stand-up comedy greats. Like, greats. <laughs> and so everyone's like, people are like, yeah, Ricky Gervais is funny, but like, he ain't a Stand up great. He's not. So there were so many people who were like, why isn't Chappelle there? Why isn't like they ch- kept trying to sub him in with somebody yeah. else, but he was there because I think it was his idea and he Had hosted and he, he was like the official host. He's, a, he's an incredible host. So yeah, but sure. the whole thing was he's that he's not it, a great stand up, but that, but <laughs> no, no, I don't know. No one's arguing that, yeah, yeah. but, but what's funny is when you watch the whole thing, 
he's talking as though he's up there with oh the Oh my rest goodness. The every time I remember when he came, every time he talks like Adults are talking. Like, that's what I want to be. Shut your mouth. It's very like. Adults are talking. It's very weird. He's and like, you could feel them be like, why are you talking <laughs> you to us? Wanna, he would be like, you know, when I like a room when it's this way, da 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 da. And I'm like, like, you don't. I ain't paying to ever see you, yeah, Ricky Gervais. Like, not, I'll see you write something. I'll say, I was like, but right. anyway. So, but more to that, uh, David, like, that was your thought when you first saw that clip. What else? I just was like, I. it was one of those things. I, some things in comedy to me are somewhat sacred, right? So, again, this is the comedian in me talking. Not thinking about people who aren't comedians, right? Mm-hmm. The comedian in me who saw the clip, one was like, "This is a, this is essentially a green room where almost anything goes, mm. right?" Okay. Which some would say is probably not good considering where we are at in these times, right? Mm-hmm. However, um, I do feel like in a green room setting, not necessarily something that's broadcast, a green room comedy club setting, like I know I've said some stuff that I wouldn't want people to know mm-hmm. in a green room setting, but also it's like. A lot of times when comedians are doing that, they're trying to get out a point that they could eventually use for the general public. Okay. Right. And so we allow ourselves to kind of have these these kind of like right. free to find the line. Find the line with amongst other comedians who are trained to be judge sens- you. Yeah, who are trained to be sensitive to what's going on. What I saw between Rock and Louie was them having a conversation they have all the time. Not remembering that there's cameras, cameras rolling. You know what I mean? Because like it wasn't like Chris had never said that. Louis C.K. wrote Pootie Tang. Yeah. A black classic, right? Aside from Somewhere. that, Louis C.K. has a whole bit about saying nigger. He been said it. He's been, He's been saying nigger it. from yes. the stage yes. all, all the time. And yeah. I've had issues with it then. Yeah. And so it was very weird when I was like, have y'all not been paying attention to this yeah. man? But also bits? my thing when, when he would say it in, in, in the comic in me was like, he's never done what you see a lot of bad open micers and people. You He's never, he's always done it in a way that felt very like academic, which I understand that it's not sometimes. really a thing. Yeah. No, sometimes it was because him and Neil Brennan, both they do it in a way that you're like, oh, you think you're getting away with something. And that's what always used to bother me. Okay, yes. Right? That always bothered me. Let me be very clear. That, the, the whole one where he calls the barista nigger. Yes. That was the one I was like, come on. Yeah. Like, See, I, don't even, not, I don't watch him enough to even know that was the thing. Yeah. It but was when a, I have seen it, it's like, it feels very like, when someone, like they presented, the, they just present the word. Yeah. And not like right, right, everything right. in it. And I'm like, that's a luxury you get to have as a white person not even deal with the history of the word or anything like that. So like, again, but the comedian in me was just like, oh, they're, I feel, if you're comfortable with another comedian, and you're having conversations with words that everybody like in the privacy of a comedy club or something, a green room. I'm mm-hmm. like, have it, but like, just know you can be judged for it. But when you put a camera, yeah, and it's like, yo, like Chris, I looked at Chris like, what is you like, <laughs> Corinne? You know? What were your thoughts when you saw that? Like, a couple of things. Well, to go to your point, I guess I would not want anyone to be listening into the conversations I have in the comfort of my home. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be saying some stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when I watched it um, years ago, I didn't watch it again because like, this looks like the same video yeah. I saw yeah, years right, ago. I'm right. good. Um, yeah, I did think about where I was Ricky Gervais there. But I was, <laughs> um, I don't know. I just kind of thought, took kind of catalog of my own life. I was like, do I have a white person I know that would dare say that? Because yeah. so, mm-hmm. they need to be canceled too. <laughs> <laughs> you go back to your cancel yes. list. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. was the thought though that I had was like, I thought like oh, Chris and and Louis C.K. are friends yes. and have been friends forever and Chris probably is okay. Chris has probably given him a pass Yeah, for better or worse to say that to him. 
in, to j- him. in, a, in joking to him. fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like not like maliciously. You are, but yeah, yeah, just but like, just like the way I might call David money, like yeah. that that type of like. I don't he, care if you're yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't, cut you. I, honestly, I don't think Louis ever did. I don't. I don't. Well, the when I heard, it, I was like, he's using it the way he's heard Chris use it. Yeah, only like I never, I never heard Louis do it in a way that's like, oh, there's some like racism in, in, behind in, it in an application to himself, which I'm not making it right, right. by any way. But mm-hmm. he's saying, but he's like. Using it in a definitive a definition of like what you're describing is you're describing me. So what you're saying is, yes, I am right. that. And it's based on what Chris Rock had said in a bit. Yes, you see what I'm saying. Like yes, and it's but it's still it's still the embodied like I'm this because I'm all of these terrible characteristics, mm-hmm. and that's what we call a nigger. Yes, yeah. and so I'm because yeah. that's the so, same thing okay. as Robert Bird or was that 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 um. That uh, senator from West Virginia who was okay. like, there are white niggers. And oh, did he yet? say that? He, I didn't he, remember. He did. I'm not surprised because yeah. yeah. that man is said, used to he say, wow. Like, he's yeah, yeah. he's yeah. looking still in the He clan. came a long yeah. way, but yes, he was absolutely <laughs> wild. But so, but my thought around it, though, was that like Chris probably gives him a pass to say that, but you are on camera yeah. and that every black person didn't give you a pass to yeah. say that. And so yeah. like, you no. can't like everyone's not having we don't have that same familiarity. The other thing I thought about, too, was so I also saw all. And, and then, of course, Ricky Gervais jumps in because I'm just like, yeah, whatever. He's, he's still. Random. And also anybody out here was like Seinfeld. Only Can we real talk about Seinfeld rabbit hole? OK, so first we're like Seinfeld is our hero because he's well, getting up for racism. No. And then Seinfeld likes is R. Kelly of. Well, maybe okay. Oh, that's I didn't not know that. Whoa! No, 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 not R. Kelly. Okay. Oh. No, no, no. He's not. He I mean, didn't have a news. cult. He didn't have a cult, but he uh-huh. definitely dated a, a little high schooler when he was like thirty. Oh, he definitely does that. Yeah, yeah. Girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's he he groomed. I mean, he you Russell Simmons. I'm like, yo, bro, you just yeah. burn it off. No, what I'm saying though about the the Seinfeld thing that yeah. I felt was interesting is that like he was definitely people were waving the flag for Seinfeld. Like, oh, Seinfeld at least had enough sense. Yeah, Seinfeld didn't dot dot dot. And I was just thinking, like, one, it's what you said, uh, David, which is that, like, he likes all, his money. He's worth all his money. Yeah. But then, secondly, like, part of that whole show, if you remember, like, he talks about, I don't curse. I don't, yeah. I just it's don't cuss. Brand, yeah. Like, that's just what I, I don't do that. So it's, and he's like, I don't judge people who do it. I just don't, I just don't do, do it. it. Yeah. So his whole comedy is built around not yeah. saying those words right. ever. Ever. Ever, yeah. But by the same token, he is also, and this leads to our next point, He's he is fiercely First Amendment regarding comedians. Mm-hmm. Like he is, it does not matter what a comedian says, he's going to mm-hmm. be like, you should be allowed should be to, say to say that, it. and y'all are crazy for tripping on this, so much so that he also was very much right in line up front to defend Kevin Hart <laughs> when Kevin Hart has recently found himself embroiled in... Uh, old tweets about uh, the LGBT community. Man, listen. <laughs> <laughs> so I in, wish Damon, Damon was supposed to be here. Damon, no, I'm not here to spokesperson. No, I'm gonna ride with you on this one. Yeah. Okay, so there are tweets uh, that have varied degrees. They say the F word in regards to. Uh, him talking about not wanting his son to be ever be this. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, basically, Kevin Hart was offered the Oscar, given the Oscar gig, uh, I think a 
less than a day later, um, the, these tweets resurfaced. The internet, the internet came for him. The internet, mm-hmm. um, uh, these tweets came came back to life, and people were like, "Address this," and he's he's like, "No, I'm not gonna address it." And then they kept coming back. Like the next day, he's like, "I've already addressed this," and this whole thing continues. Um, and then he said, um, there are people out here listening who get upset when we do not do research, but I'm literally going off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. I remember the whole converse, the, the timeline, but I can't express it exactly. But essentially he, they, uh, the Oscars then move and say like, we're going to need you to address this like for real. And, you know, and he's just like, I'm not going to do that. I've, I've already done that. If if you need that, I'm gonna walk away, and so he let he let it go, and then in letting it go, he then also offered like an apology, yeah. like a if I offended you type thing about that type of thing, and so then that goes down for about uh you know that's the news for about a week we're mm-hmm. gonna have, uh, and as I said, some comedians of course had come to his defense, one of which was uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Also, Nick Cannon. Oh, some comedians. You're right. We did say comedians. <laughs> Came to his defense. Fair true. Uh, but, That's um, one of the worst specials of all time. Oh, my God. Whatever the last one, Nick Cannon. I don't call it special. That was the most. Was that at comedy? Yeah. It was called like regular. It was, it was called like too woke or woke something. It was. I can't even. I'm not even going to. I'm not going to give it. In the words of Kevin Hart. It is. In the words of Kevin Hart, I'm not going to give it energy. <laughs> I'm not giving it energy. <laughs> but you don't have enough energy in saying you're not going to give it energy, right. as you discussed. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres then had Kevin Hart on her show mm-hmm. and gave him a platform to explain his position. And after he spoke for, I believe, a six-minute monologue of of uh, his timeline of how he got to his place, whatever, Ellen again like said well on you know without your knowledge i reached out to the oscars because i want you to host it i think you would do a great job da, da, da. and i don't remember how they left it but it was kind of like you know i wanted to have you on here i know you're not homophobic and so i wanted to give you this opportunity to address whatever and um and so that go- that continued and then i believe as recently as this morning yes he was on good, good morning america, morning america with michael, michael strahan. strahan hard-hitting yes journalist michael strahan. michael strahan you know he's on the job he's gonna get to it <laughs> michael strahan will not let a check get by him Listen. so i'm i respect that man for that anyway um kevin hart then address uh he, he talks he, he gets asked he was asked question. about it he gets asked about it yeah but uh as uh, David, you said that he basically fiercely said, "I'm not giving this any energy." He's yeah, he was, with he, all the energy. He said, "I'm not." Yeah, I was like, "You." I wanted to be like, "You have too much money to not have a plan." That's what made me mad. He ain't yeah. coming to it. Didn't see, it didn't seem like he had a plan. Yeah. for what was going on. Yeah. Now I'm gonna say all this is this is what I will say about all of this. Right. Talk to us. Uh, I I stand with Kevin Hart in the sense of. If you did truly apologize for something, how long are you going to hold something over my head, right? And this goes back to the whole idea of like, I do. Fi- I felt like, because he and he said it on Ellen, he's like, this this felt like a personal attack, right? And a lot of people were like, nah. But here's why I think the con- not uncalled conspiracy me, but here's just some things aren't adding up, right? Okay. If 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 indeed you are truly upset about Kevin Hart and old tweets, right? Mm-hmm. And what how they affect the LGBTQI community, right? Mm-hmm. 
Then you throwing the I in there. I did. I'm listen. I'm you out here. Throw that I, a in there next yeah. I, I didn't forget. That. I forgot. Sometimes I forget. Um, my thing is this: who, who was the last black comedian to host the show? I believe it was Chris. Chris Rock, Rock right? Yeah. How many mm-hmm. years ago was this? That was what? A couple years, like two, three, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Two thousand fifteen. I think. Maybe. Yeah. Do we remember his last special? Chris uh, Chris Rock's last, but not the tambourine one. Okay, because the one before the one the tambourine tambourine was him trying to talk about himself, and he never did that before. So fine, but was that when he talked about his divorce? Yes, yeah, yeah. But the one before that that Uh came out before he was in Oscars three like South Africa, London. If you remember, he clearly says the f word in that special Mm -hmm. multiple times. Got you multiple times. Yeah, yeah. And they allowed him. The Oscars had no problem. With that, mm-hmm. so my thing is like I'm not saying that Kevin Hart is right in saying these words. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is consistency builds credibility. <laughs> well, we all know this though; it's not the Oscars. The Oscars right. do not care. They, they don't. don't. They are responding to pressure. Yes, and that's what I'm saying. That pressure. So, so, so it's not. So the Oscars will be like. You can what talk you about want? you want to eat babies. I'm fine with that as long as the Eat Baby Coalition doesn't right. come after us. And I'm like, saying, I'm, when I mean consistent, I mean the outrage, right? My thing is like, if you truly are talking about being an ally for this community, then then why was Chris never brought to task? Because he's not nearly as big of a target. He's not as big of a target. And I was like, and that's why I felt like a power. This is why the whole the the the. Here. The, the like the energy of like the canceling and getting rid of people I, in my head. I don't know I was if it's like, a target thing, y'all. I don't think I don't know because if it's we that. we already know that Hollywood don't really mess with Kevin Hart. But, Remember those emails came out. People don't like Kevin Hart. I mean, they and his success. I mean, and they said a lot the of disparaging things. Yeah, you know what I mean. But, it's a lot of disparaging. But the about thing to success. me though is that it it was it had to do with the moment. So here's my my hesitation. I want you to jump into this too, Corinne and yes, Dan, please. since you talked about your. You know where you're coming from I think that the two parts of it though Is that like I'm always Sensitive to the fact that if I don't Hear something does not mean that it was not being Shouted yelled that's true Made noise up it just I'm I'm not I'm not LGBTQIA I'm not any of those things I'm not I'm not Like my ears aren't pricked I'm not In those communities I'm not in those circles To hear what they're complaining about right this ain't they've been complaining about Kevin Hart yes. in these tweets about this for a minute. And so with Chris Rock, I think the thing about his hosting is that it was all about moments because he, as you remember, got that position because they were because it was the it was Oscar, Oscar so, so white. white right. Yeah, true. And so the whole thing was that that was they the Oscars at that moment were listening to the black community mm-hmm. and so it was a market correction attempt to have yes. him step in and like okay we're gonna have you fill this void and having so Chappelle wrote for him and mm-hmm. all this stuff like that and I you know I had like parts about that bit that I, I wonder about but that's why he was there and it doesn't mean that people who have issues f- speaking on behalf of you know uh discrimination from that LG from the LGBTQIQ IA community doesn't mean that they didn't have an issue with Chris Rock. It just means that they weren't the ones that were being listened to that year. That's true. At that time. Un- As we know, we weren't listened to, you know what I'm saying, all these years up to then up to that point. You know Very what true. I mean? Very true. And so that that's where I don't think it's necessarily like a target thing. I just think it's we're in this moment. Yeah. And let me be very clear too. When them. I say that I'm not even talking about people who are in that community voicing their concern. Uh-huh. I'm like, hey, but it's people who are not. Yeah. Who are just like, yeah, get. And I'm just like, I got you. Like where you know, I I'm, you. I'm 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 always skeptical of that energy because it is we're in a time where people are very like, 
they want to get rid of people mm-hmm. and it's not consistent. I got you. That's my whole thing. I got you. Yeah. Dan. Yeah, I mean, I, I find it very problematic uh, anytime someone is not allowed to like evolve and grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, if you were to go back to, like, if you were to go back to Obama's first election, mm-hmm. you could find tweets, and they're still there, so by all means, go find ignorant ass Dan. Uh, and... Like I would, I would have said some things. Not, not, nothing to the extent that we've like discussed on this mm-hmm. podcast, but mm-hmm. just like, did you call him a monkey? No, I didn't. Okay. didn't I didn't. Right. I didn't take it to a. I didn't. I, mean, I didn't. I didn't take it to a racial. God, I just got so uncomfortable. Um, Can we get some examples? We, we need to understand the level. No, like, I, I. I mean, I. I just communists like yeah, things yeah. like that yeah, yeah, yeah. dealing with his like political yeah, 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 yeah. leanings, yeah, yeah, yeah. not his yeah. racial background <laughs> Dude, I, I, but but I, I absolutely the answer was no which is why i asked but but like absolutely but yeah. absolutely like following the party line at the time yeah, he, yeah. He, yeah politics yeah. at that time were at least political right yeah um and just you know regurgitating you know the fox news byline and sure. all of those things so I I obviously I have changed drastically since that point, and that was only two, ten years ago. Right. Um. Sure. And so, uh. And 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 so I I I feel for someone who clearly says something that they would would love to take back, but on some level, like I stand by. I think there is beauty in standing by who Dan Duncan was in two thousand and eight. I'm with you on it. Uh, like, no, I agree. Cause so, like, literally, when I called whenever that tweet thing came out. Mm-hmm. The next day was national for comedians. It was national. What did I say about Gay Day? Mm-hmm. Everybody went through their tweets. I know I did. Gotcha. I got a phone call from my brother. He was like, "Hey, you got some tweets you need to delete, mm-hmm. right?" Mm-hmm. And I remember having a discussion with him, being like, "No, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that." And it's okay. not because I agree with the tweets, but mm-hmm. I just disagree with the idea of people not being able to evolve. Right, mm-hmm. cause I know who I, I be the first to tell you when I started comedy two thousand October twenty seventh two thousand ten I absolutely had jokes mm-hmm. and things I said on stage mm-hmm. that are one hundred percent homophobic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And there are jokes that I no longer say because I have evolved as a person sure. and I've recognized how that affects people, right? right? And when I looked at that, my brother was like, "Well, why wouldn't you take them down to then like show people that like 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 you've changed, right? Mm-hmm. Or like you don't you don't stand by these words?" And I said truthfully. Like, if like I just don't. I feel like it's more important to show people that you can change I got you. than than hide who you were. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I, just, I just feel like like we're in a space where like people don't like people to grow, and people want to be like you're this forever, and then there's no. Or if you did do wrong, no one wants to give people the the space to be like. And here's how you become better. It's just like you're wrong forever. You'll be wrong forever. And I, I cancel you forever. I'm going to be clear that I'm not someone who's big on people on deleting tweets. Okay. Period. That does nothing for me personally. Like, so I, I have some other responses to y'all, but uh, Corinne, I want you to get into this. First of all, I would say you cannot delete a tweet. That's Unless true. you work at Twitter and you're a software engineer, you <laughs> cannot <there>. delete <laughs> tweets. Yeah. Um, second, yeah, I do think, although I do love to cancel people, at the end of the day, there's <laughs> always room for grace. Um, but in the whole timeline, I didn't follow it that well, but it doesn't seem like, um, it didn't feel like a, like a full apology or that he 
I didn't feel like it was a full restoration. Maybe I didn't follow the whole story. Oh, it was a bad apology. Okay. <laughs> but I think, you know, you there's room for grace and restoration, but you have to actually make that action. Yeah. And the final thing, it, the whole thing was weird enough brand because it kind of feels like, oh, okay, I understand, yes, you're one person in 2002 and now you're someone different. That's fine. But the whole way he reacted to it doesn't make sense. It's like his brand is making money and being that like happy guy that mm-hmm. smiley yeah. mm-hmm. smiley yeah. I don't, he's, he said in many interviews yeah. i don't address i don't talk about these things so it's like anymore. just doesn't feel like the kevin hart machine so it's, yeah. it's yeah. a little bit confusing my thing with him is like a lot of what he does and he said it and, it, and this is why i get why people press him on it right because a lot of what he says and his comedy is and how he's pronounced like he's professed it to be i don't address those things like not like I don't talk about this on stage. Mm-hmm. I don't do this, and it's never been because talking about it in that way is wrong. Mm-hmm. It's always been like I don't do that because uh, uh, essentially it doesn't make me the most money, right? Right. And so even personally, right? Yeah. When I was first allowed to be on TV, <laughs> yeah. Through the Kevin Hart, uh, uh, um, Heart of the City, yeah. I had jokes that were very much so like addressing homophobia in the black community yeah, yeah that everybody was like these jokes are not going to work in this crowd mm-hmm. right and i was like i'm going to do these jokes to prove that not only do people want to hear it but it's different and all of those jokes were taken out of that set gotcha. they did not air <laughs> any of that right right and that's when i realized I was like oh i'm not on kevin hart's br-. like it was one of those moments like despite how funny it is the decision was very clear to me it was like you're not what you're saying don't care how funny it is we don't talk about this so, in the yeah, brand. So that's fun. Like, <laughs> that gets to another part of this. So to me, I feel like I feel like what there's a couple things about I generally like Kevin Hart. I me don't, too. I like generally as a person, I try to root for him. Me too. I don't find everything he does funny, but like I think I'm he's just, great. But I'm <laughs> but uh <laughs> but I just generally am like I try to make it work. That said, this was garbage. Like this whole layout, this whole thing was trash. Like mm-hmm. I felt like because it didn't have to be. Like it so didn't have to be this. Mm-hmm. It had it didn't have to be this on his part because he disingenuously tried to combat all of these people calling him out by just saying, "I've addressed this. I've addressed." No, you didn't. More like actions. when you look, he didn't actually apologize. Mm-hmm. The things he kept saying, I've already apologized. He I've already, really he never did. Like yeah. he never did it. And then he, when he finally did give an apology, it was on some like offset y'all won yeah. apology, like yeah, yeah. fine. And then it was just like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, I guess that's an okay apology. But right. did you really mean it? Because you're really kind of saying like, I, you know what like you know what i'm saying and, and i think there's a lesson to be learned from this from anybody who wants to consider himself an ally of anything right because a lot of times people are throwing out that word allyship a lot mm-hmm. and people are giving it to people and kevin hart and i think in this situation is a very clear like what not to do mm-hmm. right so he has ellen come in here and co-sign him right which she but it's like and I don't, i'm not mad at her co-sign even right and the reason because it's like but it's, i'm like that's on a i know you right but if you really know him, you got to be like, you can't just be, I don't talk about it. Where are you against what you're saying? Mm-hmm. That's, that's true. Ally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that's he had a- an opportunity to be a true ally. Yes. And he chose to just be again, not address. And I'm like, you, you, you missed it. So that's the other but part. Is it okay? Is it okay that he's not an ally? Like, can he have his personal opinions that 
like he that would be that would be that would be that he would never utter on stage anymore that he wouldn't give gas to in in that way and like because I have a problem where we all have to agree to be allies for every single like thing in this world. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean that people can't have their opinions and people can't live the live their lives how they want to live them. But that doesn't mean I agree then mm-hmm. I'm going to co-sign every single person's way of like living and thinking. Right. So here's to my point. To that point, I say this: the words that he said because they were violent in nature. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Like that allyship. It's like no, no. You have to be very clear that like here's why that was wrong. There are young people who are constantly either like murdered. being murdered or whatever. And he's never and, said and you, this. Yeah, you've he's never. Ne- like, yeah. In so, any apology quote, in any rest of the, he's never articulated. This is what is the problem the, with what I said. Yes. And like, and so like, if you express that, it doesn't mean that you've got to be front and center in a pride parade. Like, right. you don't have to do that. Right. But best believe but, it leads the door open for everyone to then look and say, like, I don't really know. Where you stand, because you've never explained what you actually right. did wrong. That's all. Right. He, yeah. All he's ever expressed is just that I wouldn't say those things now. Well, you also are worth a lot more now than you were mm-hmm. then. So mm-hmm. how do we not know that this is not just a business decision? Yeah. That you're making at you this point. You have to make that very clear. And you and and mm-hmm. I feel like the whole idea around like Ellen, the whole thing is like, yes, Ellen, you know him personally, and like that's its own thing. Yeah. But also, I saw a lot of black. Oh, they was was going at who were like, look, Ellen, like you don't you don't you're not in a position to forgive someone when the offense was not to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was specifically talking. I don't want my son. I don't want my black gay boy to grow up and be black and gay. I I don't want my my black black boy to grow up to be black and gay and El- like, Ellen essentially did what like like dudes do is like he's cool to me like, right yeah <laughs> which is the, the you know what I mean like yeah. when there's a woman's like this dude's a predator and yeah. then you like I don't know man he was cool <laughs> he ain't never raped me he never, yeah he, he never, never raped, like she essentially did that and I was like alright you gotta be aware yeah you know what it, I mean? just, like, it was just tough like. but I think that I think that and so even with all this said like it, it's just what made it so annoying is because and like I said he's just he's speaking about it today on a, on an interview today and I'm just like bro you can't like decide to be the positive guy who just doesn't want to give this any more energy when you uh when when like you said the words were violent this position was violent right. and like you're just never going to reconcile that it's like okay but like you can't I'm sorry this is the other part that made me think about this is that like people then people ask this question and y'all might have brought this up too but like people ask how often like can you be like can this be lorded over you can mm-hmm. you like keep why do you have to keep apologizing i would i would say that one you have to first sincerely apologize agree. 100% like agree. initially mm-hmm. 100% agree. and then even after that happens i think it's well within people's right to in lieu of actions being made right mm-hmm. i think it's well within people's right to like bring it up when and and the more comfortable you show you are talking like if you're truly not that person mm-hmm. i like put it like this i had a when i grew up we didn't have obviously we didn't have twitter right so but like we grew up playing a game called smear the queer yeah. like that was oh, literally yeah. i played the, the game too right like the, and moonlight shows that like in in the movie like this throw the ball up in the air like whoever got it you're queer now we gotta hit you and like that was literally like the way i grew up saying all those words all that stuff like that Mm -hmm. and like 
I have no problem talking about that to anybody, mm-hmm. to like gay friends that I have or anyone who falls on the spectrum. Right. Like I have no problem having those discussions because one, my actions are different. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, I know that's not me. Mm-hmm. And like the way in which he's so defensive around this, I would just like, Dan, if you're talking about like the Obama thing, you're like, yeah, I, I don't want to erase that because that's actually who I was right then. Right, right. I'm not trying to hide that that who I was. I want to show you how far apart I am from that person. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to show us. Kevin doesn't want to show us how far he is from that person. Well, and I and I think too, it's it, it's sad, but at the same time, it's it's complicated. But if he's not okay, take the the violence of the words away and just go to the 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 opinion that an adult can have which is i don't want my son i i would hope that my son is not gay and if if that opinion has not changed i i would hope that there is at least space for us to be like allow him to be intellectually honest enough to continue to hold that belief now whether or not we agree with it is a completely other issue okay but like i just don't want him to blow gas like i i want to live in a world where like People can have their opinions and like articulate them, and we can say like I vehemently disagree with you. Like, mm-hmm. I, but that's a he's allowed as a parent to have that position. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think you're allowed to have. I think what you're saying is that I'm not. And please, for I, no, clarity, I I'm saying nothing about the what how he said. No, what no, he no. Said. I know you're. What you're talking about is you want everyone to have the freedom to be as progressive or regressive as they want to be, be as like, as, as a kind of discriminatory to like, if they want to be that they should be allowed to at least, I understand, I I would understand the fear of a parent and of a fear of a parent knowing what it would mean for a child to be gay in a world that doesn't necessarily accept them. And so, and to say, I hope my kid's not gay. Right. I think that first part you said though is, would be key in that. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't think there's not a true connection to like the source of where that came from with him. Right. Like I think the idea of like, I don't want this for my child because I know the world out there is this way is different than my love looks differently for my son if he ends up being this, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's the same argument sure. that people would make around that idea of, like, parents parents who, and I've experienced them, parents who, who don't want children, who don't want their, like, they don't want, like, mixed marriage. Like, they mm-hmm. don't want a mixed family because mm-hmm. they're just like, I don't have a problem with it. I just know that the world is kind of, you know, I don't, I don't want you to have an extra barrier, which makes you go, do you really not have a problem? With right, it? right. Which would make me look at Kevin Hart. Do you really not have a problem? Sure. With it? But assuming that you're telling the truth and that it's honest, there is just this idea of like, okay, that's that's a different statement than saying I'm not going to love my biracial grandchild you know what i mean yes. or something like that yeah and again I, and okay and maybe i will allow myself to take it to the nth degree i would i again i want a world where like 
our honest opinions can be put out there mm-hmm. and we can engage people in that place. That's what I thought you were saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if, even, even if it is, is and like you, when you said, it, I was like, oh, I don't want to be, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want that. I don't want to allow people to have regressive, but maybe I do actually, mm-hmm. like maybe like we gas people up so much with like what we want people to say. And there actually can be no progress mm-hmm. because we actually don't know where people really stand. It's honest. I feel like in the, um, you remember Tim Hardaway? Uh, mm-hmm. He had this whole thing, like when they asked him on the Dan Lebitar show. This was like twelve years, ten or twelve years ago, mm-hmm. and he was like, asked him about having like a gay teammate or something like that, or a gay. And he was, he just went in. He's like, Nah, I never want that. Like, I wouldn't, you know, how am I supposed to shower? How am I supposed to da da da? Like, he went mm. in, like going in, and they've talked about like he doesn't say much about it, but like they've shown how much work he's done not just i mean it's different than what you're describing Dan. like he's he's been a true ally to the lgbt like he's he shows up and just he works in campaigns like he's just like i felt like i'm so different from how i was Mm -hmm. then and what i said like the when i hear that audio clip of me i just shudder because i'm just like i just didn't know but part of that had Part of that had to do with like him meeting and actually being in those mm-hmm. around people, yeah. and, like you know. And but I think like something like that is where you're like, okay, I can see that difference, and and as a result, people don't even bring it up as much anymore to yeah. him. And that's the thing with Kevin Hart, like, bro, people keeps talking about this because you bungled this so terribly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it could be it could have been handled so much better. Absolutely, you could have. You could have still done the Oscars. You could have still done. You could have made this part of your bit. Like, there's so many ways that you, that it could have been flipped. But I don't know. I think I think this kind of goes back to the very beginning of it. Like, I think you can hold a lot of opinions if you, in the very same breath, acknowledge like I have this opinion, but I know that on some level, I'm I already know I'm wrong for having it. It gives mm-hmm. you a lot of latitude, and yeah. it's like, yeah. and, and like. How much of this do I want to share? Um, like record. I held an opinion. It's off the record. <laughs> it is. So I like I literally uttered the words, and I'll just I'll just put it out there. This is family. Apparently, um, this is gonna get recorded. Like uh, I uttered the words, "Hey, like I that like so LGBT or LGBTQ, like I get it. it like I rock, like yeah, ally. Like I have some of my our best friends, like." Yes, I understand. Love who you love. Mm-hmm. The, the the transgender thing was something I honestly was an intellectual hoop that I could not get over and through. Okay. Um and and I on like and I probably made no efforts to figure that out until recently mm-hmm. where like friends and 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 have come into my life where that is their reality. Mm-hmm. And I so living out to what I'm saying and understanding where Kevin Hart's coming from to a very, very small degree, like I still honestly cannot get over that intellectual hump, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I love, I love these people that are in my life. Right. And I realize that that is like their reality. And, and we're literally walking through like phases of that reality with them. And like, mm-hmm. okay, like I love you as a person. Like, how can mm-hmm. we come alongside you? Like, cool. Yeah. I still, I still don't get it. I got you. And I don't think I ever will get it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that doesn't determine my care for you or mm-hmm. like seeing you as a human being. Word. Which I think is like 
the bottom line. And so the dehumanization of what Kevin Hart did, mm-hmm. like in this fictional reality for his son, I think that's like where I can't love this human anymore. I think that's the step that mm-hmm. is unacceptable. But I, the thing I will accept from Kevin Hart is just like, or not, I won't accept from Kevin Hart. What I accept in all like discussions like this is mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. being in process. I mean, I can't intellectually understand that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but my intellectual was very limited, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. there's probably a reason for that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I, I just. I mean, I think that it's a. Th- that's the trans community is something like that's a that's a more recent thing for me too. Like it wasn't. I grew up in a hella small town in Ohio. Like. Yeah there's every slur in the world like i learned to utter and like definitely stuff i didn't understand and whatever but like you just get to a point where man you you live more you learn more and it it can have an effect on you and i would say that there's probably a 2007 2006 dan who was like i would not recognize the dan yes you know what i mean for sure 2019 like hell no i'd never be that person Mm -hmm. so you know you just don't know um but yeah, I don't know. Any other thoughts about about Hart Productions and Kevin Hart and any of this? I guess my final thought is him going on Ellen and somehow their friendship fixes it. Because you can have proximity to anything. Like if you make mm. the analogy to black, you can have, a, you know, black kids, a black husband, and you can mm-hmm. be as racist as, Facts. Yeah. as you want to be. Yeah. So I think their personal relationship to me that doesn't have. Um, a lot of things yeah it's like it's a start but it's also like now what does it look like to not be the thing that you are that you put out there yeah you know what i mean uh yeah i do i do i definitely agree with you dan like there's there's like and then you too like there's growth like people (laughs) like people just like if you're not in proximity with her you literally don't know You don't don't know. And it's like no one, people want to be like, oh, we're in a time like you should know. You could Google it. Google doesn't give me a personal relationship with things, right? And some people will get mad that you need a personal relationship with it. Like, mm -hmm. like even now when people say like, when, when, when people like with the Me Too movement, people are like, man, I get it, man. I got a daughter. I got a sister, whatever. And then people get mad at people (laughs) for saying that. And to that, I say like, yo, however you get to the point of like truly accept, like, right. Like I still like I, I say I'm say I still every time somebody asks me to say the ABCs I still sing the song. <laughs> that's how you learned it. You see what I'm saying? Like right. that's how I learned it. So you can't be like that's how I know my ABCs. Right. So you right. can't keep me mad at me if that's how I do it. Like should I learn maybe progress to like say it without the song? Maybe, but as long as in my heart I yeah. know the ABCs. Yeah, yeah. That is what I feel like ultimately that matters. But we try to hold people to this different standard. Yeah. And they're not necessarily around it. You know what I mean? Like there it is. You in the Midwest, you're not around that many trans people. You grew up in the, the South, or, or around. certainly not ones that were out. Because that's the thing, right? You find out like, oh, I actually like there. I lived next to a trans man that I didn't realize was trans because I just wasn't thinking about it. Like, yeah, it was that level idea. of like, I'm not even. I didn't know that aware world that that is it, and that person, and like, how do they feel when they're just like. Man, I was invisible to you. My identity, my me as a person, yeah. was literally I, I invisible to you, and it was just like, wow, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, it's relationship crazy. does change it things. It changes it, and people act like it doesn't. Like Google solves all of the racism, <laughs> and it doesn't. Like you need to be around people, and then 
I'm not saying everybody's responsible for this, but yeah. like it helps to have people say you like people in those groups or whatever. Like, actually, here's where you're wrong. Yeah. Or here's where these statements are. Like, I talk about it all the time on stage. One of my good friends in Atlanta, uh, gay comedian named Ian. Right, Ian. When I first started, like it would be a lot of stuff I would say that wasn't necessarily all the way home for, but he would just be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> he just like, at you like you crazy. He brings up all the time. I had some silly joke about like, like being gay is like people who <laughs> he always makes funny. Like being gay is like people who like like eat cereal with orange juice. I know exactly. It's not even funny. Oh, I, it's not. <laughs> Let me be very clear. I don't say this anymore. But Kareem was like, that ain't even funny. Yeah, like, like on any like <laughs> so my the point, like no matter who you put that in, like if you say it's like black people or like whatever, yeah. there's no thing you can start. Thank you. Thank you. This, is, this is why you this is why you go to open mics and work stuff out. But I think what you're saying is like and I think it's an important point. It's interesting, right? Like in this world of th- quick reactions yeah. and like overwhelmingly like negative like like burn them at the stake reactions yeah inside the community most often the reaction is measured because like it's Mm -hmm. like this is who i am i'm i'm some i am confident in who i am like and this offends me but like this is why you're wrong this is why you're wrong yeah instead of the like kill him (laughs) yeah like yeah and i I feel like (laughs) the allies that sometimes like it's like like the buddies at the bar were like i get in a heated discussion and like my buddy behind me thinks I'm in like this fight and comes swinging. Like yeah, it's yeah. like, dude, 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 chill. <laughs> yeah, like we're just we're just talking, we're talking man. It it's yeah. like we're gonna figure this out. Like I, you actually just made this worse. Right. I love that Ian hit you with the confusion. Like, oh, like, yeah. like, like, like he wasn't like, even mad. He was just like, yeah. what? Yeah. He's like, what are you doing? You stupid. <laughs> and like I still get roasted by that about that joke. Probably six years later. Is that the end of the joke? No, it's basically like he, the, the premise of the joke was like heterosexual Explain people it. drink drink they eat their cereal it. with milk, and gay people eat their cereal with what? orange juice, right? And it's like, look, that ain't my breakfast. That's your breakfast. I shouldn't be worried about your breakfast. That's how you get down at breakfast. I shouldn't be like, I can't believe you eating breakfast. That's how you want to start the most important meal of the day. But right, it's, but it's still weird, right? Like you're looking super at weird. I know this. I always want to bring it back to stuff how ridiculous it is, and like how you grow as a comedian, right? Like you know what I'm saying. But in my mind, two years in, like this genius. I'm changing the whole. Ain't nobody ever thought about this. Give me a special yeah. now. Like ain't nobody you know something crazy s- is when I was growing up, I ate orange juice with my breakfast oh, for cereal. You pour you pour orange juice in the cereal. Yeah, bananas, orange juice, and cereal. Wow. It's kind of like a smoothie. I can kind of get that. Interesting. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Ian, though, man, for just, you know, <laughs> pulling me aside, being like, not only was that a little bit weird, uh, but here's why it could, people who are, are, are homosexual could, like, take this a certain way. Right. And I was hey. like, yo, all right. And then he brought I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't never do that joke no more because it oh, was not a man. joke. It was a terrible, weird premise. Man, that's funny. Oh, man. Uh, that's what we may call this episode. Oh, man. He'll love that. <laughs> Orange yeah. juice Orange juice cereal. Orange, oh, man. <laughs> Um, man, there's there's other things to talk about, but we've been chatting for a minute, man. We we could have talked about civility and politics. Apparently, everyone's upset at uh, at the uh, recently sworn in uh, congresswoman uh, who called the president uh, mf'er. Actually, she didn't say mf'er; she said motherfucker. And apparently, said. everyone lost their mind on the right. 
And uh, where was you at when he was grabbing? Him? <laughs> I mean, you lost that more high ground. I just insert my quick look. That, that's that. We also have apparently soon to have a new richest woman in the world. Is that correct? Is that, yep, yep. Uh, Mackenzie Be- Mackenzie starts doing Bezos. Bezos. Okay, so Jeff Bezos, Maxine, something. Jeff Bezos, uh, owner, uh, founder of Amazon, yeah. is uh, the bookstore. <laughs> It's getting yeah. a uh they he is getting a divorce from his wife of they've been married though for a minute. Twenty five years. Yeah, yeah. So she put in work. Money like, can't that ain't like, she earned <laughs> Yeah, like that ain't that ain't she was with Kobe shooting in the gym. Like that Shit. she deserved she that. Was. So she probably boxed up some stuff. Absolutely. Herself, right? Absolutely. <laughs> like, she definitely, she definitely had some shipping tape. Yeah. <laughs> she had a bunch of shipping tape. Yeah. But uh but yeah, and so Jeff Bezos sixty nine billion dollars. Jeff Bezos had a hundred and forty billion dollars and um yeah. So so y'all y'all get y'all hit me with the ill stat when I came in. What is what's her what Give people the perspective of her. What her was it? Wealth. She could give away a million dollars, a million dollars a day for a hundred and what is eighty-eight it? years? Some of those biblical ages, years. like Methuselah yeah. ages. Like she has enough money to make herself live that long. To, yeah, she does. Like if nothing else, like if she never makes another dollar, now that she could hand, she could walk up, wake up tomorrow and be like, "I'm gonna give away a million dollars today," and then Every she day. could do the next day wow. until she dies. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then twice, ninety years after that, but like, and again, so when y'all hit me with that, it's it's crazy because like when I think about it, because I then I think about this idea of like obviously like she's she's (laughs) I think (laughs) David you said she's getting this money off of a off a (laughs) nod, like like I'm listen I get men have control a lot and will continue this is a man now but like that is an impressive (laughs) nod. Can we be that is a very impressive like she was, a, ain't nobody had a sixty nine billion dollar nod. <laughs> but that Just but nah. that of course Cha-ching. then makes me like of course I look at that and I'm like, man, that's wild. But all that means though is that currently he has twice that. Yes. He has twice that nod. Like mm-hmm. He's $140 billion. I think I told you all that that man, if he never did anything else, Jeff Bezos wakes up every day and has makes twenty eight million dollars. Yep. So like, dog, like waking up tomorrow and you just make twenty eight million dollars, and then you never have to do anything else, and then you wake up again the next day and you make another twenty eight million dollars, yeah. and he does not know what to do with his money. I think he said like, oh, I'm gonna go ahead and just do this space. space in thirty program. minutes, that makes that man makes what I would like dream of making in a year. Yeah. I'm just it's like it all. Can we just talk about how it also speaks to like my first thought when I heard all of this was just how I keep going back to the wife. Mm-hmm. Because it just talks like, man, we have too much money. This is how you know we have too much power, That's right? Because he he literally made the richest billionaire woman in the world. By divorcing. By divorcing. He right. created the right. richest billionaire. <laughs> you by, just birthed her. You birthed the richest <laughs> woman in the world. That's what I'm saying. Like, like we have too much like we have too much money. That's why I'm sitting there Men like, have too much power. it'd be so weird to just focus on her when you're just looking at it like, yo. That man has it to give. Yeah, like, and but still I hope be- I hope her name goes. I hope she goes and does something with that money. Yeah. So like, the Bezos at like Mike that Jace thinks about. Okay, right. Is her. I not him. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like she goes and like cures cancer or something right, like that. Right, right, right. You had to think she had a huge part in what what he did. Oh, I of course, so. of course. I, hey, has to. I'm gonna say this, and I'm not gonna say she didn't have a huge part, but I don't think she had a 69 billion dollar part. That's all I'm gonna say. 
I probably had a part. I'll give it like thirty billion dollar part. Thing. That's a lot of money. I think that I think that she probably did though, bro. Because I mean, so? I think so. And this is not even. I keep like thinking about the Eddie Murphy. Remember half, like hey. <laughs> half. I'll just. I'll, oh, Eddie you just did. be so surprised that like the, <laughs> like, but like there's a studying like literature and stuff like that. There's so many authors whose true editor was their like wife. Okay. And like, That's but we never know that. Like we never know the wife's name, we just know the actual like. Oh, yeah. You're just sitting there like, what are all the conversations, all the like, all the dinners, all the like, right? When Ride you, with when, me, yeah. Trying to figure this out, all of, who's keeping him on okay. point to work through this? Like, it's, let me be very clear. I don't think anybody should be worth that much money, man or woman. That's what I'm. That's so. kind of what yeah. I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not. I don't think. I don't think he should be worth 170 billion or whatever he was. Crazy. Like nobody, there's not real numbers. It Crazy. blows my mind every time I think about yeah. it. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah, man. I I can't even imagine. I can't imagine. Like I literally cannot imagine having that much money. But you know, I didn't even know who's in the hundreds of millions of dollars with people, billions of dollars with people. Right, right, right. I thought like Oprah was sitting good with her billion or two billion or right, whatever. Right. Makes Oprah look poor. It makes Oprah. She made. Yeah. He makes Oprah no, look poor. No, he would be seriously depressed if he ended up with Oprah Yo. money. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. That's that? Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah. That Chris, I would yeah. kill myself. Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Two billion. Two billion. Yeah. I'm a fucking peasant. Yeah. Like, it'd be just <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But um. Man, that it's been cool. Uh, I do y'all want to do a scratch of the week? I got one. That's the only reason. Yo, we did this podcast so long. I forgot that was a thing. I did podcast. too. I mean, it was some random uh, institute from Emperor Show who doesn't get on the show anymore. But he was just like, you know, what I'm saying, yeah. like, y'all, we should do this. Drop this was an idea and then just disappeared. <laughs> That's not on brand for show. I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> right. burr, burr, burr. Love that dude. Uh, but no, I um. I wanted to give a shout out, a scratch of the week to uh, Donald J. Trump. And and that is only because, so uh, I went on uh, Christmas uh, to to my ladies, her part, her family lives in Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. So I go out there and, um, and I I'm try to avoid Florida at all costs. Of course you do. You you know, but what, what can you do? So I'm out there and then, her parents suggest like, oh, we should go check out, you know, um, uh, this uh, spot called Kingsley. And I'm like, okay, cool. What's up there? And I was like, oh, really nice, uh, but it's a plantation. <laughs> and I was like, okay, wait, what? And uh, then they were all geeked about it. And I'm like, why are we willingly going to a plantation uh, over Christmas? Like, I don't think that's what our Lord and Savior came yeah. to this earth for is to is for black people to go to plantations no matter how much time has elapsed. And uh yeah, but nonetheless, here I am in a Volkswagen Passat, uh heading over this ferry. I mean you tell me you went in a Nazi car to a plantation black pants? <laughs> bad, bro. I'm, yeah. on, I'm in this, this I'm is in, the whitest I'm in experience this, ever. It's so crazy, yeah. right. I'm sitting here in, in this in this Jew colored uh, <laughs> Volkswagen. No, we're driving, we get on this ferry, head over the side streets, make the way. And again, I'm not seeing anybody who looks like me. You would not. All right. Is They're this all like staring one of those like built more like dress, like decorated not, for Christmas. It's not, like, so come and it's experience. Not, it's not. It's just, it's a lot of, it's a wooded area. It looks very. Plantation-y. Plantation-y. <laughs> you went with a different word than I was going with. Well, you know, looks, have a different experience. Looks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, 
very chicken georgish like all throughout and ain't no uh, way. and uh ain't no and way. so man Bruh. we're driving right up there and i'm sitting here like i'm singing negro spirituals i'm looking for the big dipper <laughs> i don't in know the water. i'm all absolutely that. oh my I'm god no i just star. don't know <laughs> is you, okay i gotta ask a relational question you don't have to answer is, fine. is is your girl like with her family and all this, like just like straight over the head, like oh, this is what we do. It's Christmas tradition, whatever. Or is she, she, or is she <laughs> like you and your vibe? We're like, yeah, I, can I, it'll I be think, short. It'll, it'll be it'll. She's be somewhere in, in between. Somewhere okay. in between. Like it's suggested from the folks, so this is cool. And then also like a like I don't know about this. What are we doing? But it's like yeah, I'm I'm firmly on the. I don't know what we're doing here, but. Yeah, so we get over there. I just hear like Mahalia Jackson and just all types of it's, it's crazy. And we pull up and uh, I just see some disappointed white people. Hmm. And it is because there is a fence that is closed saying oh. that the plantation is not Slow open cut. and available government. because of the government shutdown. Hey hey. And I want to thank Donald J. Trump <laughs> for stopping me from going to a plantation. Look at that. Make America Look great. Look at again. that. Why do we have government sponsored plantations? Why are my tax, style, <laughs> my tax dollars are going to this? That's, That's what your tax dollars are going to. Most of them to. are. Kingsley Somebody was telling me how much money. Registered. I was Can having I a conversation. Can I get that as a reparation? Or not? We should. We should. No, somebody was telling me how much, like, how, like how the state of Georgia makes, like, a bunch of money off plantations. Wow. Still, and I was just like, well, I ain't that about. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can, we can close on this story. My scratch of the week is to probably one of my favorite memories from 2018, which was the 4th and 10 uh, hey. like live show tour mm. up to uh, North Carolina. And nice. yeah. one of the spots where we stopped uh, was this awesome college. Really, really incredible place. Uh, but on said college, they had basically... <laughs> <laughs> moved the 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 plantation house to like a different part of campus and turned it into this incredible like bed and breakfast. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> but like we get out of the van, Damon's uh half asleep, Nate's falling close behind, but me and David just have this moment where I just kind of look at him <laughs> and I didn't have to say anything it and he was like Oh yeah, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they were like, "This house is over a hundred years old," and you looked at they know as but you looked at me. You know what I was like? Yeah, bro, slave house. <laughs> slave. It was even like small doorway. Remember the small? It was like a small walkway oh that went to the basement. I was like, I know he used to be down there. <laughs> Like I, you know, what I mean? it was just like it was weird. It was weird. I think it's weird the white people don't recognize that that's weird. <laughs> right. No, I, you know, little weddings they love to do. Yeah. The wedding. Oh, and they also like decorate the weddings at the plantation yeah. with cotton. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you, yo, like yo, you know, at least let me let, let, let me know you know yeah. that I that this yeah. is weird for everybody. Yeah. 2008 Dan doesn't look at David and <laughs> pick up on like and what honestly, we're doing at here. At that moment, when I saw you look at me, I was like, Dan, get. <laughs> I got so happy for our friendship. I was like, I don't even gotta say. Dan looked at me like, "You good, David? Like, we gonna be alright." Like, it was a moment, dog. That was a real moment. Our friendship, like, Dan gets. Only gotta nudge him on the shoulder. Oh, man. That is gets hilarious. It. Yeah, guys, we should do this again in you know six months <laughs> yeah, or less. Yeah, yeah. In June, absolutely. <laughs> I yeah. say I, we just should never give them times. Nothing. Just when it happens, it happens. Yeah. They should yeah. just be happy. So, yeah. yeah, we're the Lauren Hill podcast. Man, whenever <laughs> we no, show up, we all time. We have like a. Ten page thesis of why. Oh, okay, yeah. you're right. <laughs> you're right. That's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, uh, anything to plug? 
Anybody uh, got anything? If if you're listening to this before this weekend, I'll be at the Punchline in Atlanta, uh, featuring for Eric Griffin from Workaholics and a bunch of other stuff. So I'll be there all weekend if you want to see some comedy. Uh, other than that, um, no, have nothing <laughs> else going on. I told you I'm unemployed. We talked about that at the beginning. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's true. Corinne, what you what you got going on? Anything of note? Anything to plug? No. No. I mm. I don't do anything of note. Yeah, that's, that's not true lie. that's a lie that's a whole lie but uh we'll let you rock if that's it dan what about yourself you were doing a, a rebrand yeah that i'll you know i'll plug that yes, yes. i'll doing- plug that so uh i am a creative director at an agency uh that's my full-time gig uh and we decided that Lacroix really needed a facelift yes. and so we took it upon ourselves in a kind of slower week that we had leading into the holidays to say, we're going to like do a team kind of building brand exercise where we're going to like basically like uh, do a hackathon on the LaCroix brand. And we came up with a new one and it's better. I would say so. Uh, That was funny. And so we (laughs) launched a fake website or we launched a real website with a fake brand. The website is www.luhcroy.com, mm-hmm. and uh, you can go there and sign the petition. And now it is actually we have uh, meetings with Lacroix, and there's a, another uh, Atlanta-born um, seltzer water company Whoa. called, which I'm actually more excited about this one because this brand actually looks way cooler <laughs> um shoot it has to because Lacroix does not look it is called montes spring okay it's okay. in Publix. go check it out we'll plug them too but yeah go sign the petition at lacroix.com l-u-h-c-r-o-y check out the rebrand we are oust super dope i sent i posted it and i had people i was like man i don't know who drinks this i've never had a Lacroix in my life <laughs> to okay. be tastes like so the water like, and sadness. It tastes like a like an almost thing. Like, an almost thing. Like, like a middle child. It's like child. almost in a can. Like a middle it's Jan, child. Like, I it's see what Jan you, Brady. Yeah, <laughs> it is a Jan Brady in a can, for sure. It's like, I see what you're trying to do, I but you never, didn't do it. I forget, my favorite Nate hates ever was when Nate went in on oh, man. boy at the first that live. The man, when he said, it is what Mormon Jesus turns water into. <laughs> I said, that's I'll ride with you yeah. with this, Nate. Yeah. I ain't even had it Mormon. before, but that's it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, I was it's funny. I posted it and uh, I was I don't know who drinks this, but my my peoples are working on a rebrand. I like two or three. Oh yeah, I like the, I like the current can though. Like I like the way it looks now. I'm gotta, like wow. You got to cancel. Now I'm not for cancel. You got to cancel those people. <laughs> those people got to get canceled. But it was so funny. Like people came out of the woodwork angry because they thought it was real. Oh, like wow. they thought this was how Lacroix was announcing it. And, oh like, wow. And we're just very because we put paid behind it so like we were we probably got like we had about a hundred thousand people wow like yeah. see it yeah, yeah yeah uh and there was a lot of people who were super upset about really? it like so my peoples weren't the only ones because i like oh, that's no. all one i had a friend named Chris who was just like man i like the current one i was just like Okay. <laughs> the current one looks like Mr. Furley. And shirts. you're going to keep like, buying it. The right. only thing good about the current one is it lets you know what the drink is like. Like, if <laughs> I had that one, I might drink it and That's be true. like, this is dope. Your shit then, looks hella cooler than like yeah. the actual <laughs> brand. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just shout out real fast. I'm, I uh, started hosting a monthly open mic here in Atlanta down at a Coffee House, which is located in the heart of Georgia State. 
It is one. Uh, if y'all are listening to this, I don't know when this will go up, but uh, next uh, next Wednesday, January sixteenth, seven to ten p.m. DJ Oak Diggy will be on the ones and twos. I will be hosting. Bring your song. Bring your poem. Bring your uh, good hygiene, and uh, we'll have a great time. And uh, yeah, so Dan definitely can check dance it out. to "I Believe I Can Fly." Yes, I will. <laughs> interpretive dance. <laughs> interpretive yes. dance. Wait, so this is open mic. It's an open mic. So you can do comedy there? You absolutely can do comedy. I would prefer. Just not the orange juice joke? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yo. I'm so stubborn. I'm bringing that joke back. <laughs> you go, you go, I'm going to make this see, work. This I'm was brilliant. <laughs> All right, Louie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next time, whenever that is. <laughs> Peace. Bye. Bye.